Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's up, you guys? Sean Ross at Managing Editor, Fightful.com, FightfulWrestling.com. It is our third birthday today. Three years ago today, Fightful was born. Uh, I'm going to talk a little bit about that at the end of this show and probably on tomorrow night's Raw show. But uh, I just want to thank you guys so much for uh, for being here, for sharing your evening with me. Sunday night. I mean, I know a lot of you all have better stuff to do, but you all are here hanging out with me, talking some Impact Wrestling, and I thought they had a damn good show. I thought Jeremy Lambert, our our great writer uh, at Jeremy Lambert eighty eight on Twitter, put it best. That, that first part of the show was lethargic. Boy, did the end of this show get better. I don't know what more you could ask of in a out of a wrestling show over this last like hour and a half or so this was just real good stuff i have a lot of a lot of positive things to say about this uh, of course uh, word was last week uh, from voices of wrestling that access and impact wrestling were in discussions to bring them on board now this deal has not been completed as of yet but you know there are access people in dallas this weekend so i saw this show as a very important one Access, I don't know how many homes they are in compared to Pursuit because Pursuit keeps getting dropped by a lot of people. So when I see that, I'm like, man, you're moving to a network possibly that already has pro wrestling, established pro wrestling, a block of pro wrestling. Even if it's on Saturday night, that would be a major, major thumbs up. And you want to talk about a major thumbs up. This Slammiversary show was a major thumbs up. I said they needed to have a great show, especially considering that Access was in town last night and you're trying to get on that network. They did. They did everything that they were supposed to do. Reminder, guys, uh, FightfulSelect.com, that's the way you can support us directly. Every week, Stephen Jensen reviews Impact. He reviews NWA content. He reviews ROH. He reviews Evolve, Beyond, all kinds of non-WDB stuff on the Weekender podcast. So if you're looking for weekly reviews, subscribe to Fightful Select. 
It's a good time over there. You can also ask me any questions you want about uh, Impact Wrestling over on our Q&A shows. I do another one this week. We had one with Jimmy Van this week. But guys, if you all want me to read your comments or answer your questions on air here, donate a super chat. Any amount you want. Celebrate a birthday with some money. We got writers to pay, my friends. Let's go ahead and talk about this show. Willie Mack defeated Jake Chris, TJP, and Trey Miguel. I think that Willie Mack should be pushed to the top of this show. I honestly see Willie Mack, Moose. Now I see Michael Elgin in cage there. I wasn't necessarily sold ahead of time, but I'll say this. Impact knows how to book people strong. And they know how to keep people strong without 50-50-ing everybody. And that's not easy to do. It's a lot easier said than done. But I was rather impressed of how that worked out for them. Uh, there was a lot of promising stuff that came out of this show. TJP back in the fold. Go check out Andrew Thompson's uh, feature. It was like 1,400, 1,500 words. He interviewed TJP ahead of this show. Uh, spoke to him about a lot of things, including plans for Raw. Uh, he gets slapped in the face uh, and standing moonsaulted by Mac. But there are a lot of three- or four-person offensive moves that involve everyone, which aren't really my cup of tea usually, but the crowd was reacting really well and the moves were executed in, in a good manner. I love TJP's leg hook back suplex and uh, Jake Chris super cutter. That was good stuff. Willie Mack ends up getting the win after that super cutter from Jake Chris because he hit a frog splash that followed up. Now, Willie Mack, it's a guy they have for quite a while. It's a guy that they have, and he's, he's a big-time talent. He's a transcendent talent. He's very charismatic. He's very good in the ring. You never see him messing anything up, man. He's he's very, very good and top-level good in, in my estimation. I would love to see him push near the top if they've got him for as long as they say that they have him. Aaron Jay's fan says, great event. Tessa just getting better and better. Yeah, that's the truth. IG The King says, Thought main event was awesome in Impact versus Swan. I thought a lot was awesome on this show. The North defeated LAX and the Rascals to retain the Impact Wrestling Tag Team Championships. Now, I liked the move to uh, take the titles off of LAX Friday at Bash the Brewery. Let's be real. Most of you watching this, most of those that watched the pay-per-view, and most of the people that were there live in the arena in Dallas probably knew that LAX's contracts were up. Had that news not gotten out, I feel like this match probably would have been a lot different. I don't know if they would have won or Friday, but I feel like it would have been a lot different. The the foregone conclusion of the Rascals beating LAX on Sunday was no longer an inevitability after the North defeated LAX for the titles on Friday. So you insert the North, a very good team, especially as they come together. Uh, A big-ass team, too. And all of a sudden, you have three teams, two of which you could see walking away with the titles. LAX wasn't going to, but hey, whatever. Alexander had a much different style than everyone else in this match, and it really worked out. I think that the North can be an all-time great impact tag team if they're they're booked properly. Uh, Ethan Page does his great body slam from the top rope. He grabs Wentz, body slams him from the top rope onto the pile. I love that move. <clears throat> I think the finish of this should have been Alexander's moonsault slam from the top rope onto Desmond. 
I just don't see how that is anything but a finisher. No human being should ever kick out of that move. And I get it. We're in a different spot in pro wrestling history right now where you you go through and you do all that stuff. But, man, if you do, it's for those of you who didn't watch, maybe you didn't check it out, or maybe you don't even remember the spot. Alexander is on the top rope in a fallaway slam position with Desmond Xavier. And instead of fallaway slamming him, he moonsaults and lands on top of Desmond Xavier. That is one of the most incredible moves I've ever seen in my life. And it should have been a finish. Should should only be a big show high spot. I'm talking slam anniversary. I'm talking bound for glory. I'm talking three or four times a year. Or maybe an impact main event when you're when you're there. When you're in the main event of impact and you're trying to impress, you're trying to get gifed all to hell. That's what you do. Santana gets injured outside the ring. I don't have a damn clue if it's legit, if it's uh, if it was a work. I don't know. I, I don't have a clue what was going on there. Um, hoping he's okay. Hoping it's just a storyline. If so, you get Ortiz pinned, and it doesn't make him look that bad, so to speak. But I like the decision for the North to, to retain as well. Uh, after the match, Ortiz, Doctors, and, and the Rascals even all tend to Santana. I do like that LAX aren't necessarily being buried if they're on their way out. But let's be honest. Even if you're a diehard Impact fan, which I assume that many of you watching this are, LAX would be doing a disservice to themselves to not see what's out there. If they come back to Impact Wrestling, fine, sure. They're booked fantastically in Impact Wrestling. They've been, you know, you can say what you want about some of the storylines they've been involved in, but... They've been booked as one of the greatest tag teams in Impact Wrestling history, TNA Wrestling history, GFW, NWA, TNA, whatever iteration you want. I have them after beer money and maybe America's Most Wanted all time. That's it. I I have this version of LAX right up there. And if you don't have them in your top three or the best ever in the company, you got to have them top five. But they got to go out and see. They got to see what the WWE interest is. They got to see what the ROH, the AEW interest might be. Uh, they got to see even, hey, maybe maybe New Japan wants to throw something their way. I don't know. I don't know what kind of offers they have. But I know that they are supremely talented wrestlers and uh, one of the best teams that I've ever seen. DJ Cass, thanks for the super chat, says, I appreciate Impact for being different and taking rest uh, because that shows they have a lot of faith in these two. Yeah. IG The King says, happy birthday, Fightful Cage versus Elgin Shockby, man. Boy, will we get into that. First blood match, Eddie Edwards against Killer Cross. If you all didn't, go to Fightful.com. Click the exclusives tab. I had like a 5,000-word long-form feature on Killer Cross. Uh, There are... A lot of people in this wrestling business who are working for that crossover between MMA and pro wrestling. Killer Cross is one of those names. I really appreciate what Killer Cross is doing. Fightful was founded on the crossover between pro wrestling and MMA. And Killer Cross is so good that he can just blend in. You, Unless he wanted you to know, you would never know that he had an MMA background. 
And this past weekend's Future Stars of Wrestling uh, Natural Born Killer show, John Moxley showed up. If that's not a ringing endorsement of what Killer Cross is doing, I don't know what it is because John Moxley got right in Killer Cross's face. And I believe no matter what country it is or company or country for that matter, that Killer Cross and John Moxley can be a major, major feud in pro wrestling. Well, this is the first blood match. I mentioned on the preview, not quite sure why Impact wants Eddie Edwards to be uh, Tommy Dreamer 2.0. They still got Tommy Dreamer 1.0 showing up all the time. The cross is all painted up, hits a tree slam onto the apron pretty early, and really methodically destroys Eddie Edwards. Uh, But cross for that role is a hell of a foil. Edwards can't get a blue thunder bomb because he's beaten down too much. Edward, Eddie went for the cane to the head, but uh, Cross applies the, um, I think it's the cross arm. They they end up outside where Edwards lands a sick tiger driver to the floor. Just amazing. Edwards breaks Kenny, which is his kendo stick, in half and just stabs Cross in the face with the broken kendo stick. I don't know if this was hard way or if this was a capsule, whatever it was, it worked because there was a lot of color here. A lot of color here. This was this was all it needed to be. It didn't need to be a match of the night. It didn't need to be a barn burner. It needed to be a hardcore match and got a little blood. It wasn't even going to be the, the best hardcore match on the show. It was not going to be that. Not with what they had. But for what they needed to be, I thought that Killer Cross and Eddie Edwards did what they were supposed to do. Hats off to them. This is where I thought this match, not, not this show just picked up, but really surprised. DJ Cass says, people, you want to watch something different? Watch Impact Wrestling. This roster is amazing. Yeah, I think they have an incredible roster. You can say what you want about the platform. You can say what you want about the production. What I'll say about the roster is what I've been saying. There are over a dozen people on this roster that if they were free agents, would get interest from every major company. And and the women that are on here, there's probably about four or five of them that would get calls from everybody but New Japan because New Japan doesn't hire women. Just great. Mazza says, Tessa versus Becky one day will be fire. Sasha wishes she had the career Tessa has now. Uh, I don't know about the Sasha thing. I can't speak for her. But yeah, Tessa versus a lot of people is going to be uh, big. Wherever she lands, whether it's Impact, AEW, Ring of Honor, WWE. Dick Breath Express says, I swear to God, if you don't start pronouncing GIF correctly, I'm going to be taking my, away my Patreon money. Here's the thing. The man who invented it says it's GIF. It's GIF. It's the way it is. So up next, RVD cut a real bad, weird promo. It was stupid. He brings up writers. It was shitty. But this match with Moose wasn't, and I thought it was going to be. For those of you asking why I'm drinking a Coke Zero, it's because I don't have my glass up here. I don't like to drink from my big-ass water jug during shows. Moose attacks RVD from behind, and RVD goes through some pretty versatile moves. He has a Tope Hilo over the top rope. It gets some chance. And he says, that's what I do this for. But he literally told me months ago that he doesn't do this for 
that he does it for money, but hey, that's his prerogative. RVD does a hurricane run and a cannonball, but Moose cuts him off. But RVD goes back to the split-legged moonsault. Moose follows up with go to hell, which is his sky high off the middle rope. They do a strike trade, and it's a slow one, but the kicks from RVD aren't. The the DDT from Moose isn't. But Moose punches RVD in the dick, and the ref keeps using it from using the chair. Now, this is where the match got bad. Because all the work that these two guys did was undone by whoever agented this match or whoever came up with this. The ref is standing and watching RVD with the chair, holding it. After Moose brought it in and the ref tried to take it away. I don't care who introduces the chair. If the other guy's holding it, the ref's got to try to take it away. Moose gets dropped onto it, so no DQ. What? What? That was weird. So RVD goes up and does a frog splash, but does it into the chair. Moose wins with the no jackhammer needed. I'm I'm not big on the flip that he and Lashley do out of these. It's not my jam. It's not not for me. But Moose is a, is a great built heel. I really dig him. I really think he should be near the top of the card too. And now I I, I don't think Johnny Impact should be at the top of the card. I didn't think before tonight that Cade should have been. But his match showed me something really special. RVD put over Moose just like he should. RVD's been putting people over. Put over the North. I think Sabu did, though. Wrestling about two ma- mu- two matches a month. Sorry for the stutter there. So Impact's getting what they paid for out of Rob Van Dam. He had a decent match. But boy, that finish was crappy. But Moose and RVD I thought was perfectly fine. Beyond perfectly fine. These Impact Knockouts had one of the best Monsters Ball matches I've ever seen. IG The King says, The finish of the first blood was so creative. Yeah, I liked it a lot. I had to take a drink of my water. Couldn't handle it anymore. Let's talk about the performances that Taya, Sue Young, Havoc, and Rosemary had. So I am not big on the underworld, otherworld horse shit that goes on. I do not like it. I've never liked it. Not If Jeremy Borash and Matt Hardy were around, I'd probably like it a lot more. All due respect to Jimmy Jacobs. I know a lot of that's his baby. I had a great feature on Jimmy Jacobs. Go check it out, guys. Uh, enhancement Stories. It's under our exclusive section, but the video is up. You actually get to watch Eddie Edwards' cruiserweight title match with Nunzio where a lot of stuff went wrong. <laughs> Just went terribly wrong. But go check that out. Taya has such a great pre- presence. And then Havoc's boot has a great presence on Taya's face. Taya stapled Sue Young's head. Taya did an inverted code red that I think was a little too cute by half on Havoc on the ladder. But one of the best spots I've ever seen in a ladder match Sue Young superplexing or getting superplexed onto a ladder by Rosemary. Holy crap, man. That that ladder doesn't give, my man. Not when it's all folded up. Holy crap, that was incredible. They they tried to have uh, Taya there to do the spider suplex, which is the, the rope hung German along with it. And Havoc moved out of the way. So it involved all four women technically. 
didn't need to involve uh, Taya, but that was a hell of a spot, man. That was filthy. Filthy. Taya then surfboard stumped Rosemary into the thumbtacks. Taya took out Rosemary with a side effect through a table. Great stuff, man. Now, when, when Taya kind of came back and got involved and you already had Jordan Grace, you had Tessa Blanchard, you had Kiara Hogan, who I think is just massively underrated. I wondered how Taya would fit in here. Taya Valkyrie has risen to the level of a main event caliber talent in Impact Wrestling. And as we see, women are main event caliber talent in Impact Wrestling. I think she's done amazing. I can't say enough good things about Taya Valkyrie. I had my reservations about Havoc coming in. But she's done great. She has not slowed down. She tombstoned Sue Young off the second rope into tax. Wow. And then Taya capitalized and crushed Havoc with a chair and stole the pin. This is one of my favorite Monsters Ball Full Metal Mayhem matches. There is. It's not quite bound for Glory 05. But damn, man. These four women delivered. Delivered. Amazing stuff. They did everything they were supposed to do. They lived up to any expectations you could have from a monster's ball man. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. From a title match, anything. Outstanding. Outstanding. Rich Swan defeated Johnny Impact. Rich Swan got elevated tonight. I thought WDB should have held on to Rich Swan. I know he had that stuff that was going on, but as we learned, that wasn't quite what it seemed. Johnny Impact cuts a way better promo as a heel than a babyface. It wasn't great or anything. It was a lot better than those really bad babyface ones. You know, I wasn't sold on Johnny Bravo in his first bit managing, so to speak, Johnny Impact, but the, the, the streamers were funny. Him blowing kisses at Impact and getting back in the match was funny. I like that. Lots of slow heel work from Impact, who gets help from Bravo. Uh, the match didn't unfold early how I thought it would, but Swan landed a great series of dives and a flip over the top rope, but Impact ate the floor on a dive, jumped back in the ring and kicked Swan. Swan uh, got the win after uh, after a Phoenix Splash after he kicked out of Starship Pain. This ended up being really good. And like I said, the point of it was to elevate the Impact Wrestling X Division champion, Rich Swan, Somebody who hasn't been world champion yet, 
but beat a former world champion. Beat somebody who's been in Lucha Underground. Beat somebody who's been in WWE and competed at near main event levels in WWE. Competed for the world championship multiple times. Did Johnny Impact. So I thought that this was a very important show for both Impact Wrestling and for Rich Swan. I see somebody saying, Johnny should have gotten that win. No, he shouldn't. Because this, this win helps Rich Swan a ton. Losing doesn't hurt Johnny Impact at all. Winning didn't really do anything for Johnny Impact. Johnny Impact doesn't need a championship to draw people to Impact Wrestling. Whoever's going to tune in to Impact Wrestling to watch Johnny Impact is going to do that whether he has a championship or not. Not going to do a damn thing. So I thought that uh, Swan beating Johnny Impact was the absolute right call. Without a doubt. Without a doubt. Boy, let's get into these two main events. Brian Cage defeated Michael Elgin to retain the Impact World Championship. A lot of people thought that because of Cage's condition, he'd been sidelined, and Elgin coming in and being buddies with Callis, that it was a foregone conclusion that Elgin would win this. He didn't. He cut a great promo, though. He talked about how Brian Cage is the machine, but the machine keeps breaking down. Honestly, one of the better promos I've seen out of Elgin. Now, I know there's a lot of concern about Cage's well-being and stuff, but, I mean, he's wrestled like seven or eight matches since since he had that that nasty situation at Impact Rebellion. And he hasn't wrestled, I think, in a couple weeks. I think it's been about two, two and a half weeks. But he's been in action, so not not a big concern there. Elgin calls the fan bitches and targets the back heavily. I think the GMSI should be Cage's finish. I like it over the drill claw from a safety standpoint. I like it a hell of a lot more than Weapon X from a visual standpoint. Weapon X just looks like some creative move from WWE 2K, whenever the hell they did that. And and uh, like it goes uh, like two or three steps too far, just people moving people around to do it. The GMSI, it's that pump handle uh, slam that ends up with you face down, like Michinoku driver style, but face down, really good. He followed up with an electric chair uh, drop, which didn't really make a lot of sense considering his he's got this back injury. Just didn't make a lot of sense to me. Elgin managed to deadlift powerbomb Cage, then does a crazy crucifix last ride. Just insanity. Then a crazy series of counters leads to a mid-air Canadian destroyer from Elgin. One of the best I've seen, man. And I've given Cage some shit for for kind of blowing up or at least looking like he blew up in main events. He didn't do it today. And if he did, it didn't affect his work. Cage counters a a sunset flip pin with the old bulldog pin. It was the the Bret Hart, Davey Boy Smith finish from SummerSlam 1992. I like the finish. I like it. You don't have to go to a drill claw. You don't have to go to to all that. A good old pin finishes it up. And a damn good match at that. These guys beat the living shit out of each other. They laid it on the line. I got to imagine 
just and this isn't I don't know Cage. I don't talk to him. I can't imagine he was happy with how everything went at Rebellion. So this is a big piece of redemption, man. Him and Elgin, who a lot of people questioned if Impact should have even signed him, brought him in, because a lot of the controversy surrounding him. They had a 14-minute match where they beat the crap out of each other, did a lot of great stuff, got good reactions, got both men over. Cage is a babyface. Elgin is a heel. Elgin attacks Don Callis after the match. And someone in a mask shows up and gores <laughs> Elgin. Now, here's the thing. Sorry for, sorry for me pausing in the middle of sentences, trying to think of how to, how to word this. Rhino was backstage. It was heavily implied it was Rhino. He did the pose. He did the gore. But you can't say it's Rhino on TV. Well, why is that? Well, if, if Rhino is to be believed, then his contract is not up until... June 17th. Well, it's not June 17th. It's June 7th right now. (laughs) But it was to be implied that it was Rhino. It wouldn't surprise me one bit if it was Scott (laughs) Damore with a fake ponytail and a mask just to pretend it was Rhino to let you guys know. Don Callis bringing in all those ECW guys, huh? Man. People saying, LOL, it's July, bro. Whatever. Whatever date I said. Eh. It's July 7th. He says his contract's up July 17th. Whatever. That would be an Impact Wrestling thing to do, to send Scott Demore out there dressed up with a ponytail hanging out the back. <laughs> now nah, maybe it was Rhino. I don't... He was there. PW Insider said he was going to be on the show. It's just, I, I don't... I wouldn't be surprised if something happened and they were like, ah, shit, we can't put him on TV. Well, let's dress somebody up like it. I hope it was Scott Demore. I hope it was Scott Demore. Shane Haas says, wish Mike Awesome was still around. That makes two of us, brother. You want to talk about a guy who could go on a PCO run? Mike Awesome? I, well, maybe. He's, he'd be 54 now, but I we, we lost him too early. 42 was too young for him. Way too young. Main event time. Sammy Callahan defeated Tessa Blanchard. Now, intergender wrestling, not my jam, guys. Not my thing. But Tessa Blanchard is, in my opinion, their biggest star. Their best performer. Sammy Callahan, in my opinion, is their best heel. Just a pure heel. Intergender wrestling is an attraction that nobody else, Ring of Honor's not running it, WWE's not running it outside of Mixed Match Challenge in the occasional spot. Uh, They're doing it a little bit with their Extreme Rules main event, whatever. But it's not being promoted as that. It's being promoted as a mixed tag. AEW's not doing it. So I'm okay with them doing it. Do whatever it is you got to do to get that attention. Tessa Blanchard is worthy of being in the main event. You know who else is? Ty Valkyrie, Jordan Grace. They both are as well. I want to see that. Tessa flips off Sammy, swings away. She lays everything in and she has to. 
Because if Tessa doesn't go in here and lay everything in, one, I don't think Sammy Callahan would have it any other way. I don't know him personally, but based on seeing the man's professional work, I don't think he'd have it any other way. But then you get shit on by all these people that are saying, oh, I can't believe they would do this. It's pro wrestling, man. If there's one person on this roster I could buy it from, probably Jordan Grace. If there's two, it's Tessa Blanchard because Tessa Blanchard always looks like she's trying to win a pro wrestling match. Uh, Tessa gets slung into the barricade, powerbombed on the apron. But this is just the speed it needs to be. Sammy can work methodically very well, and he's nasty. He can take everything Tessa can give, and he does the old clam jam to Tessa. Hits her right in the vagina. Samoan drop from Tessa hit. She does a great tilt-to-world DDT. But Callahan unleashes a monster combo. A get out of here, a punt, a powerbomb, STF. Blanchard has to fight to get to the ropes, ties him up in the ropes, and does that rope-hung magnum. Tessa gets really, really aggressive. And the ref tries to pull her off, and she elbows him. So when she elbows him, the ref's gone. Callahan's able to use the bat. Cracks her in the face with it. She kicks out. Callahan beats up the second ref. <clears throat> I kind of think that should have been the finish. But I'm okay with it not being. Then Blanchard goes right to the penis. Then gets a bat in the stomach. Hits a magnum, but Sammy kicks out. She applies a modified crossface, and they sold me a ticket here. Sold me a ticket. Thought that he was about to tap out. He did so well. Just amazingly well. Rolls in and out of it. Modifies it into a dude buster. I thought that was the finish too. It wasn't. Blanchard kicks out. Blanchard goes thumbs up, thumbs down. But then Blanchard just gets pile driven into the ground. That's a wrap. And I, I am all here for all here for a pile driver finishing this. Sammy Callahan hands a bat to Tessa and gives her the ring. I would not have hated if he beat the living shit out of her with the ball bat and set up something even more for Bound for Glory. I would have loved to have seen a storyline where Impact Wrestling was like, okay, Listen, we entertained the intergender thing and it got way too out of hand. We can't have that. We can't have that. And Tessa just fighting for it and fighting for it. And Sammy pretending like he's fighting for it, but saying, nope, can't do it. Can't do it. The guy who's been anti-authority so long being like, nope, I agree with the authority. I agree with this. I agree with all this because he doesn't want to give her the satisfaction of it again. Until Bound for Glory. And that's when she gets her win. But if I were Impact, I would play off the fact that news leaks. I would leak out before that that Tessa's contract's coming up. That way people think that Tessa's probably done and she's getting beaten on her way out. Then you have her win. You have her have a huge moment at Bound for Glory. She avenges all this. She gets a win. I think that'd be the right thing to do. I would be very surprised if Tessa Blanchard does not main event a WrestleMania in the future. And if she doesn't go to WWE, I would be surprised if she doesn't 
headline an all out at some point. I would be surprised if it, she went to Ring of Honor. I would be surprised if she didn't main event final battle. If for some reason New Japan started up women's wrestling, I would be surprised if she didn't eventually get a marquee spot on a Tokyo Dome show. Not necessarily main event, but hey. Whatever company it is that she is involved with, I would be surprised. About to turn 24. I would be shocked. Five years in, she didn't end up main eventing the biggest shows of said company. She is one of the most incredible performers going right now. She wins. Even though she didn't win tonight, she was a winner. I keep saying that. Everything about her, from from her music, to the way that she walks out, to her movements, to her moves, to her urgency, it screams out, winner. And from what I understand, she's matured an awful lot lately, too. That was Impact Slammiversary. It was a good show. Reminder, subscribe to Fightful Select. It helps us uh, support our independent wrestling uh, journalism, our independent journalism covering pro wrestling. Helps us go out and get a lot of stories. I've got some interesting news up there about tomorrow night's Raw. I had an in, uh, update on Randy Orton's uh, injury status. A lot of people didn't even know he was hurt. Got a lot of neat stuff in there. Shane Haas says, could LAX end up in WWE? Is Diamante signed anywhere? Diamante is not signed anywhere. If I am Ring of Honor, if I am AEW, if I am Impact Wrestling, hell, if I'm WWE, I am immediately signing Diamante, Ivelisse, Mercedes Martinez. Why the hell are those three women not signed? I don't know. I don't know. It is Fightful's third birthday. I'll be frank with you guys. There are a lot of people that are watching this that hate watch it because there are a lot of Impact Wrestling fans that do not like me, but I thank you guys for joining us anyway. Uh, Three years ago, we really rushed the launch of Fightful because I wanted it out before uh, I wanted it out before UFC 200. And this was a vision that I believed in MMA and pro wrestling are my passion, both from coverage. And as some of you guys know, I, I love to train in both of those. It's everything that I want. Not an hour goes by where I don't think about pro wrestling or MMA, even when I'm not working. And some of you guys know, I, I don't not work a lot. <laughs> I, to this point, I've not had two back-to-back days off in the last three years outside of my wedding. So um, you all supporting us, you all leaving the thumbs up and subscribing and leaving the nice iTunes reviews and, and leaving the super chats and subscribing to Fightful Select means so much to us because I, I know that the the common like the common perception of wrestling media is, oh, they copy and paste everything. Oh, they guess. They make stuff up. They're just taking what Meltzer said and doing this. That's not what we do. Do we aggregate? Yeah, we do. But I'm, I'm hunting down news every day. I'm nagging these wrestlers. I'm nagging people that are backstage. I'm nagging writers. I'm nagging production people. I'm getting news for you guys. And uh, we got Andrew Thompson interviewing people. Jeremy Lambert interviewing people. We had James Lynch here for a year and a half. Didn't even watch pro wrestling. And the man got dozens of wrestling scoops by talking to MMA stars and uh, 
MMA managers and all that stuff. Uh, we've got Carlos Toro, the most underrated combat sports coverage guy in the world. We got Steven Jensen, who covers five different shows on one podcast. Warren Hayes, who I think does the best one-man reviews of anybody in the world. To me, it's him and Jason Solomon at the tip top as far as like reviewing all this stuff. One man, he does it. We got some really, really great people at Fightful, and Jimmy lets me do what I want. I, you know, I've I've had some real nice offers, which I can't really go into detail on. But I look at that and I'm like, they gonna let me do an NBA podcast if I want to? No, probably not. They gonna let me just do whatever I want? I've decided long form features at a drop of a hat. Like I decided to do the Killer Cross thing three days before. Would they let me do that? I well, I don't know. I I know I couldn't have done that at other places that I work, but the support that you guys give to that, making things like enhancement stories and making a finisher and my long-form features a success, that shows the people that I work for that my vision is, is a good one. It shows people that I work for that the stuff that Andrew worked so hard for and the stuff that Jeremy worked so hard for two guys that are cut from the same cloth as me. Uh, it, it shows me and them that, that it's paying off. And we have the benefit of that a lot of other websites don't and that Jimmy Van ain't surviving just based on this website. <laughs> so we're able to bring you that stuff with substance. We're able to care about our stories. So uh, when I tell you guys this is my life's work, I mean it. And I can't thank you guys enough from the bottom of my heart for supporting it for three years. And this is where I want to be for the rest of my career. Hopefully the rest of my life. Hopefully I don't get too uh, crazy in my older years. But, hey, I know that there's a lot of you guys, maybe we, we've had disagreements on Twitter. Maybe we've gotten a little snarky with each other and all that stuff. Ultimately, it's just wrestling, guys, but I care very much about what I do, and I care very much about you guys. And I'll expand on this a little bit tomorrow night. Alex has been here with me since day one, and uh, I kind of want to share that with him. We'll talk about it on uh, Wednesdays. <laughs> Listen, your boy podcast, but thank you guys so much. Till next time, we're out. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.